Hello and welcome to the podcast Mosaic Art Behind the Scenes. I am your host, Carlos Gonzalez, over at ncmosaics.com. And I've just hoped that you're liking these podcasts about all the interviews that I'm making with all the different artists around the world. And today it's not an exception. We have a very important and very beautiful person that travels around the world with her suitcase with mosaics. She's just extraordinarily when I talked to her the first time and she's just, you know, someone that loves making mosaics. Her education background goes back to the study of ancient history, archaeology, art and languages. So just with that, that is just something that kind of amazes me how they get into making mosaics uh, once they've learned that. And she also has a Bachelor's of Commerce from the University of Alberta in Canada. But she has done so many things. She's been selected for several exhibitions all over the world. Plus, she is a professional and teaching uh, mosaic master. She has workshops, and so she has just a lot of things going on. She normally specializes in small mosaics, jewelry, style mosaics that are very unique, very defined, very constructive. Definitely, she has a lot of things going on for her, so I just want to welcome her today to this show. Hello, Margot. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you uh, being on this podcast about mosaic art behind the scenes. You are our 12th uh, episode that we have going on already. Uh, we started last year and then now we have uh, different artists from around the world. You're over there in Canada. I know you travel a lot. So I want to talk to you about a little bit of your mosaic experience. You have a lot of background. You have a lot of experiences and everything and teaching and being very creative with uh fine art of just doing your own stuff and then obviously i know you like to work with uh small pieces and you also do jewelry so tell us a little bit about you and who you are and, and why do you do mosaics well i've uh, been doing mosaic now for 19 years and i've been doing it with some degree of professional um pro professionalism and and making it part of my income um, for 18 of those years and uh, it's been really about 10 years now 11 years that it's been my full-time gig um, I do teach workshops all over the globe and uh, jewelry is currently my specialty although I also have some renown for my really heavily textural mosaics um, that I like to call my shag rug mosaics they <laughs> look like no they're awesome spiky, I, pokey I, yeah. shag rugs. for people who are listening to a podcast obviously you can't visually see them but you can look at the youtube channel and then there'll be some pictures there and maybe she even she will even show us here on this podcast a small piece but you, if not you could check her out at margoanton.com so tell me a little bit more you, you do you specialize a little bit more in jewelry is it because you just like to work with small pieces because i know in some of your fine art work you also use small squares well the small actually happened as a result of me becoming nomadic or location independent i haven't had a permanent residence in almost eight years now and um when i was embracing this kind of a unusual lifestyle i realized really quickly that I can't haul around a whole studio of stuff. Mosaic is heavy. So I realized pretty quickly that I was going to have to work small. Luckily, I already had some kind of was already a little known for doing the mosaic jewelry. 
So I decided to just really heavily specialize in that as my um, way to be able to be carrying my mosaic materials with me on the road. And so I then started focusing on uh, smaller scale mosaics, okay. jewelry. Once in a while, I have been able to make um, fine art wall hanging style mosaics, but even those I keep pretty small yeah. because I need to be able to ship them and ship them easily or throw them in a suitcase or something. So I, uh, I still tend to work really quite small, even with my, um, with my fine art mosaics. I mean, I did something recently that was 16 inches by 16 inches or 40 centimeters by 40 centimeters. And that's the biggest thing I've worked on in years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah for some and people, it's not even smaller. a big mosaic. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not even really a big mosaic. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a public art, right? Where you have like all these squared feet just covered with tiles. No. And it's amazing. You're a genius for traveling around with your mosaics. I mean, you know, cause you get around, you get to be able to travel to meet new people, do workshops, I'm guessing, in different areas, different countries, and I'm sure you you have one coming up. Well, um, I am hoping to organize a, a tourist destination workshop in Santorini, Greece, coming up soon. Wow, Hopefully that's the beautiful. end of September. Mm -hmm. um, Santorini is one of my homes, as I like to refer to certain places around the globe that I keep going back to. Um, and that's where my uh, my boyfriend is as well. So we uh, we are hoping that I will be able to start spending a little bit more time in Greece. Yeah. Um, and Santorini is a really hot destination, so it would be uh, it would be great to be able to put together a workshop there. No, that'd be awesome. And then you probably post that on your website when you do have it. And then you could also, um, if you don't have Instagram. Or if you don't have her on Instagram, you'd, you'd, I would definitely look her up too. It's also uh, Margot Anton. Uh, am I saying it right? Anton? Margot Anton? Uh, Anton, Anton. Anton, People, okay. Anton is kind of gotten anglicized. Anton is, is more Germanic. Okay. German heritage. Okay. So, yeah. So look her up in that. Um, she has Instagram and I'm sure she'll have all that information for uh, future workshops. And not just even there. I mean, you know, maybe... After a while, she might be somewhere else, and then you might be around there, and then you might want to take that workshop too. But what amazes me is like when I I talked to her this week, and she's just, you know, what someone that just dedicates her time and just making mosaics. I mean, she has literally her studio like right by her. Like she doesn't leave like the the access to just start making and being creative all the time. And I think that's very important because most people or most artists have like uh, their studios somewhere else where they have to go and drive and just kind of, um, that's where they have all their stuff. But just just her way of thinking and her way of just doing things, I think that that's so cool. You know, I, I really, you know, I really envy you to be honest with you because I know, I mean, I've, I've traveled, I've been to Italy, I've been to Greece and I've been, and it's just, I think that's just a real fun way for you to live, you know, live and then work at the same time. And actually, obviously, we'll have an income also with it. So, you know, way to go. Well, I realized that the other thing about the jewelry is that not only is it lightweight in terms of materials so I can carry it with me, it doesn't take a lot of space to actually to produce um, the jewelry. I just need a small table. I mean, I think the smallest table I've used 
is like one of those TV trays that you eat dinner on in front oh, of yeah. the TV. Definitely. But I, I've literally made mosaics on one of those. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it's really kind of amazing how, how many different countries I've created work in. And um, I mean, we're talking, I've done it in hotels and stuff too. Like, yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. I envy you because you, 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 you take your, your work with you all the time, you know, and, and most people don't have don't even have that opportunity. They either maybe have another job and then they have like their artistic side and then they have to go to um, their studio whenever they can. But uh, just just in general. And you know what? Uh, for people who are listening, her work is really modern, contemporary. I was looking at her work earlier and they're just they're very I guess the technique would be kind of a direct method technique and it has like this volume in a way 3d that it makes it look like there's movement even though they're small pieces like she said that she creates but they're i wouldn't you know if you saw the picture you probably think it was like this huge mural but it's not it's just it's very authentic and i like that i like an artist that can make specific mosaics that are very original and i think over the last plus 15 years that you've been doing them you know maybe what you said 20 years you've been doing them almost almost 20 yeah. almost 20 years just about how i've been doing them um when i first started so so i kind of know like the difference when someone is trying to relate to a certain technique that someone's made already even if they have like the color theory but in general the idea of of what you make is just very original and i think that's the difference between a fine art mosaic artist and then just someone who does mosaics that they grab like a certain technique and it takes a lot of time to be in yourself and to discover what kind of techniques you can do and master so you know uh, that's another applause for you to be honest with you i think you're i would say in the u.s i'd probably say that you're one of the top mosaic artists that i've seen technically you're an all-around artist you do jewelry you've taught you've you've mastered a certain technique you do your own style and i think that's that's very unique and you know i saw that you almost got to the finalist right like at this international exhibition i saw that yeah um i was so finalist is just any juried exhibition when you use the word finalist it means you were accepted into the exhibition but um, okay i've had uh, a couple of nice wins in the past uh, few years first the um the i tied for best wall hanging at the canadian annual mosaic exhibition um and then also a few months later received a juror's choice award um at mosaic arts international which is the uh the show that the um society of american mosaic artists used to put on annually yeah and that's so, a big one that's a big show were, that's very i mean there's a lot a of people show, so. yeah international people or artists are participating in that one exactly um and then also this past summer um i was honored to be one of 12 canadians whose mosaic work was displayed in paris le Monial, france mm -hmm. um for the uh uh maison mosaïque contemporaine which is sort of the contemporary mosaic house. So it is, it's a mosaic town. Um, they are known on the map for this mosaic 
studio and and uh, art space, and they do an annual exhibition. And usually they just invite a couple of, of really top level mosaic artists. But this particular year, and owing to the, the Canada-France yeah. connection, um, they decided that they would do a country. So they had one of our, our number, one of our um, uh, participants. Um, she was the one who organized it and she chose the people who in her estimation were the 12 best Canadian contemporary mosaic artists. And so that was really wow. a very big, that is a big. very big oh, honor to be included in that. That is yeah. very big. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wasn't wrong then when I was saying, I think you're one of the top mosaic artists around just because of your experience. And, and you know what? And it's not just of what you do, but your attitude towards how you do it. Like you travel around with the suitcase of mosaics all all the time i mean i don't know i don't know many mosaics artists that does that and i think that just itself makes you the top 10 mosaic artist that i know <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it definitely has a, a an interesting lifestyle factor, yeah yeah that's for sure but the the beauty about doing all the travel is it really gives me heaps of inspiration for my work so in addition to um You know, it, it, it always gives me something to say in what I'm doing. And in fact, I do have a blog as well, which um, I will show a piece of piece of my work and then talk about the inspiration behind it, which is sometimes about my actual travel journey. And sometimes yeah. it's about my personal inward journey, because, um, I mean, it's a unique lifestyle, this uh, not having a permanent residence thing and not many people um would be comfortable doing it yeah. and it sounds all jet setty and stuff but it 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 does have its own set of challenges and so you know oh yeah to, i can I, yeah you have to I, give up a certain degree of control yeah yeah definitely no i mean it's it sometimes it sounds in theory really good kind of like when you when you make a mosaic and it's time to install it you're like oh in theory it should fit and in theory this should all go together and nothing should go wrong and then you get there and the column is not correct you're like but it's a column how can a column not be the same you know the uh, right. diameter yeah circumference um but hey that that those are like the tricks and and fixes that you have to do as a mosaic artist over the years that you just kind of have to make sure that all the the substrates in the the pieces that you're going to put have to be exactly correct with the same measurements. Mm -hmm. If not, you'll definitely get into tr trouble. So going back to you making mosaics, what motivates you to make them? I mean, what is, what is it that kind of, because I know you have a bachelor's degree in commerce and then evolutionized to a mosaic artist over the years. And, you know, like for me, I get motivated just, just by looking at all the colors and just trying to get my ideas out of what I'm thinking of what I'm making. I mean, they don't have to be like really cool mosaic. It's just, just something that just being able to express something on, on materials that you can touch and you can feel. Well, what's interesting is yes, I do have a commerce degree. Um, and how I actually ended up getting into mosaics was, um, after three months in the corporate world, I ran screaming. I hated it. <laughs> and so I realized, um, pretty quickly that, I'd always, like, when I was growing up, I always did lots of creative stuff. And I realized I'd really let that slide as an adult. 
And so I realized I was going to have to figure out some kind of occupation, some kind of life where I was doing creative stuff. And before I ended up having a commerce degree, I had actually spent some time in the field of classics, which is studying, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with classics, yeah. that's the study of ancient, ancient civilizations, languages, culture, history, all that kind of stuff, mythology. And so I'd spent time doing that, and I'd actually been on an archaeological dig in 1996, and we were digging a Roman villa, and wow. there were mosaics in this villa. And so as I was looking around for something new and creative to do, um, I started wondering, hey, is anybody doing that old ancient art form of <laughs> mosaic? That sounds kind of groovy. And so I went online and searched, and this is still kind of early internet days, but, you know, yeah. there was some. And and I realized, yeah, there was a, a little, little enclave of people who were doing it, mostly down in the U.S. Yeah. and some yeah. over in Europe, but... Um, there were people, so I started doing some research and, um, after about half a year of that, I, you know, and taken books out of the library, I decided to, to give it a shot. Yeah. And I think before I even picked up my first set of wheeled nippers, I knew it was going to be the rest of my life. Oh, and, wow. That's crazy. um, like I just, I just had a, a sense. Yeah. And so... I realized really quickly that it was what I wanted to be doing um, as an art form. It's just got so many interesting things going for it yeah. that you don't really get in in other art forms. It, it really has unique properties that nothing else has. And I love watching how mosaics come together and why they work and why they don't work. And so I actually spent, I'm mostly self-taught. And so I yeah, spent a I was lot looking, of those I was looking years. at your resume and, and I, I didn't really see that many workshops of just that you've taken with other mosaic artists. Yeah, I'm mostly self-taught and how it all worked is I would um, first library and then if I thought it was a worthwhile addition to the collection, I would, would buy uh, a copy of the same book. Do you have but a book that you recommend? Still in print, Sonia King's book, yeah. Mosaic Traditions and Techniques, is really good. Um, there are so many, though, that are, are decent. Um, anything by Emma Biggs is going to be an excellent instruction manual. Um, and uh, Bonnie Fitzgerald has some good Bonnie ones, Fitzgerald, too. But yeah. I'd often, She's really good, too. Yeah. We're going to invite her so, also. Hopefully soon. She'll be a fun interview. So, yeah, Sonia she's King is really gal. nice. I've met her in person too. She's really good. She's 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 one of my favorite artists too, mosaic artists, just because of the trajectory. You know, her mom made mosaics, she made mosaics, and and she's mm -hmm. she's done really nice ones too. So, uh, and then some of the the some of sometimes just catalogs of shows and things, um, anything you know. Every year, the Spillenburgo School puts out something. Yeah, they come out with the. Yeah, every year, every year they finish. They come out with a new version of the works that they do during the whole year. Yeah, and that's so. But what I did was I sort of systematically 
looked at mosaics and figured out what I liked about one, what I liked about another, what I didn't like about that one, what I didn't, you know. So I, I sort of really regimentally self-educated my, my, myself in terms yeah. of, of what mosaic was, how it got put together, um, and figuring out what I liked and didn't like. And I mean, I've gone through a lot of styles in my, in my 20 years, um, from very classical to uh, a much more modern contemporary technique that I, I use now. But yeah, it's very, very nice, very modern, very, like I said, unique at the beginning of the podcast. And, and I like how you've managed to understand the Andamento without using that many rectangles and other shapes in your mosaics. I don't know if you understand me. Like, like there are some people and, and, and you do it with sizes. That's, I think that's what catches my eye with your mosaics. Like you use different sizes for your andamentos that flow really good. And I think that's, I don't know if anyone ever told you that, but I think even if there's, a, there's, there's one mosaic that I'm looking at in your website that it's, it's a winter sport, right? When he's throwing. That's curling. Yeah. And curling. that is, that's my dad. Oh, really? Wow. That's um, awesome. My dad is a hall of fame curler here in Canada. Oh, wow. Um, he, uh, he and his team, his team has won the Canadian curling championship twice. Oh. And um, he has gone to the worlds. Yeah. So that is actually a photograph of my dad curling at the worlds yeah. in 1974. And I received permission to use the, the picture from the photographer. Yeah. And um, I created that thing. I mean, it's pretty big. That is 36 inches by 24 inches. Oh. And okay. I, I, did that piece with your dad right it has to be big yeah, so you can yeah <laughs> i did it in a, a hundred and uh 130 hours over 18 days wow it was just like <laughs> and you got the eye expression like if you look at this mosaic like his eyes are like right on that you know straight line trying to make sure that i think it just you you try to bump other ones off right um like when you get to the center but he's, I mean, the What's mosaic is really, really good. I mean, and what I was telling you about the sizes, like the sizes on that particular mosaic, you're not changing that much, but it has a flow to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's just very unique. And I think that's awesome that you, you have a mosaic of, with your dad's portrait that you can always look at it, you know? It's like... Yeah, it hangs over his mantle. Yeah. He was pretty pleased about it. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, what's interesting about that is, I mean, I worked from a photo. The mosaic actually looks more real than the photo. I, yeah. I don't know how I did it. The eyes? <laughs> but somehow, somehow the mosaic yeah. actually looks more real than the photograph. No, I mean, yeah, it, it gives it, uh, it gives it like the, the value part of like the, because it's a black and white mosaic. So it, it definitely... But I think what it gives it really a nice touch is the expression on his eyes 
I think you've managed, and that's one of the hardest things to do in a mosaic, in a, in a portrait of a face, self-portrait, like mm -hmm. the eyes, the nose, and the mouth. You actually start with the eyes. That's how I was taught in Spielenberg, or at least. Like, you have to make sure the eyes are good, because if you work every anything else around that, and then you get to the eyes, it's not the same thing. So, I mean, Yeah, I did start there. It's a very good one. I like the peacock one. You have another one that's... Feather, yeah. yeah. The peacock that feather. One, that one was a... That one's been popular. <laughs> yeah. And you're using small pieces also. And I like the colors. I like the colors. I like I like it. I like your mosaic. And, I, and, you know, that's why I'm sure you you get a lot of people sign up to your workshops because you're very uh, original. And I'm sure you'll have plenty of mosaics to do in your lifetime still. So whether it be Greece, whether it be any, whether you're traveling, because you can track her. I don't know if you anyone knows but i was in her webpage and, and she updates where she is which i think that's also another amazing thing <laughs> right yes you you yeah. there is the margo locator yeah and you can <laughs> it'll tell you <laughs> as so soon awesome. as you open the page where i'm at yeah i think that's awesome i mean that's that's a you know that's what makes someone unique and different and i think that's that gives you like a certain personality you know i'm glad i'm talking to you and people can hear uh, your voice and, and who you are and can look you up of, as a mosaic artist like what you do and, and once they hear this the podcast or when, when they actually just see the video on YouTube they can kind of get an idea of of what a mosaic artist like you uh, does right so I mean that's the important thing just to kind of tell people that everybody's stories and and I think your story is a really good one to tell so, so I'm glad I'm glad you did this with me yeah, well, it's certainly, uh, I mean, it is, I've always loved telling stories. And so that's one of the things that's great about my blog is I get to, to tell my stories as well as show my art because what my art is and what my stories are, are kind of inseparable at this stage. Um, they, they kind of feed each other too. Okay. So, you know, the, the inspiration I get from the travel feeds yeah. the art. And then I end up traveling because of the art in terms of teaching workshops and uh, and, and living. needing new yeah. needing new um, needing new inspiration. So every so often Margot has to go, you know, see <laughs> a new country to, to is the blog is is the blog a specific uh, name or do you have it under the same name? No, it's the blog is Mosaic a Day, and I had um, originally started that blog back in 2009 as a way of of pushing myself to get into the studio on a more regular basis. Okay. So I started making these small mosaics five days a week, so one a day mm -hmm. for five days a week, and they were around six inches by seven inches, six by six, that kind of thing. So they weren't that big. But I had to design, cut, execute, finish yeah. in, in one day. And usually they only took me three hours or less. Um, but it just really made my skills increase at a really rapid rate because you were doing the, the whole process of making a mosaic from start to finish um, with more regularity. I mean, mosaic takes a long time. Yeah. So... We don't always get a chance as mosaic artists to be constantly designing and constantly finishing it. So it's not an instant gratification yeah, kind of yeah, um, 
thing. So I started doing that and I did that pretty consistently for a couple years. And then that segued into jewelry because I, I wanted to keep doing this mosaic a day, but I also wanted to change it up a bit. So I started doing the jewelry and then that in turn really helped me out when I became nomadic because I um, had this small scale mosaic concept knowledge that I was already doing. And yeah, you found your own way. You found your own way that you what you liked and what you understood of, of what you needed to do to make your mosaics and you, you went with it. Mm -hmm. And so now um, I uh, now I still use the Mosaic a Day blog, but I'm mostly posting jewelry. Yeah. No, but and your experiences. Of, yeah. And my experiences. Like there's pictures from my travels on there and, yeah. and all sorts of exciting stuff. So... Well, don't be surprised. I'll be checking it out. I want to be checking it out. I mean, hopefully you'll come back for another podcast eventually once you... Uh, well, that'd be fun. After you're over there in Greece. Especially, and, I mean... Yeah? COVID's, COVID's put a bit of a damper on the whole travel piece, obviously. Yes, so I've spent more time in Canada in the past two years than, um, than you know, is, is my normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, when, when COVID hit, I was in Australia and was supposed to be heading back to Greece with my boyfriend, but instead um, ended up having to book a flight to return home to Canada. And I ended up there for, oh gosh, how many months before I managed to get to Greece? I think something like five, five and a half months yeah. before I managed to, to, to get back to Greece. And then the next time I was in Canada for nine Wow. No, it's been hard. So, it's been very hard. Even been a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's for everybody. And, you know, it's I don't think it's ever going to end, to be honest with you. I just think it, like we're just going to have to try to get over it. Let's let's uh, just keep motivating people just to keep doing stuff, not just, you know, not standing still. I think that's that's what we can't do. We can't just wear a face mask all the time. or We can't just be inside all the time. You know, I think it's going to be worse in the long run if we keep doing that. That's my opinion. Obviously, there's different opinions on that, and it's very problematic. Bit. Um, that's why I just stick to mosaics, basically, right? <laughs> I just stick to mosaics. Well, I also I've spent a lot of the last couple of years getting really creative in the kitchen too. Oh, okay. I, uh, I'm not a lot in places where I can really indulge my love of cooking. Yeah. So it's actually been nice for me to be able to really get in there and, you know. I now do sourdough and I do all the things. I even made croissants from scratch. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's been fun, too. Hey, well, and did you not cook before that much? Oh, I, I, I did. But when you don't have a physical permanent address, yeah, you, you, you don't get to um, so much. And the uh, so sometimes I'll you know, be cooking with or for the people I stay with, but that's not necessarily a super common thing for me to be able to do. And, and particularly until recently, my time in Greece, I didn't have access to a kitchen at all. Okay. So it's been really fun to be in a, a fully Western kitchen with 
all the gadgets and <laughs> the tools and the and accessories the, and the tools and the accessories and so yeah it's that's been it's been really exciting nice that's so awesome so well we're coming up to the end of the podcast um i really appreciate you taking your time coming over here and just talking about mosaics what you do how you explore the mosaic medium and what are your future plans for 2022 you're going to be over in greece and you're going to try to have these workshops where people can go over there there's a lot of uh mosaic tourism uh workshops that are available and i think i mean hey who wouldn't want to go to greece and and be over there in santorini right um, right like how fabulous would that be? i want to go can i go <laughs> you know it's like yeah, i want to go <laughs> sure, i wish i could yeah i want to go I and mean, i'm sure you know people who do have a possibility i'm sure they'll they'll get a chance and they have somewhere to go and then that's with you so I yeah, think. and and if anybody wants, you know, find find me through my socials. If you want to be added to the the list of the first people who know all the details, I'm happy to add you to that list, and and uh, then you'll be sure to get the all the the good. Yeah, info. no, and you know, I have Instagram, so I can definitely promote it too. I mean, I'm always, I'm just trying to have uh, a lot of mosaic friends. I do have a lot of them all, all around the world, and um, I think I just added one more to the list. So. Margo, I really Great. appreciate you uh, coming on to this podcast. I think it's been wonderful for, for people to hear what you do as a nomad mosaic artist around the world. And uh, I hope you can come back once you're in Greece or after you come back. I don't know if you ever come back, but I know definitely you could uh, keep us posted in your blog. For sure. All right. Well, thank you for um, being on and I'll talk to you soon then. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the podcast. That was Marco Anton. Have a good day.